Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have our in-season tournament semifinal matchups, Pacers and Bucks, Pelicans and Lakers. We're going to get into all the ins and outs about knockout round week in the IST. We're also going to find out why Chris is texting Adam Silver and all the latest with De'Aaron Fox and his future in Sacramento. All that next here on This League Uncut. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This League Uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Everyone, welcome in to the latest edition of This League Uncut. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes. It is the first full week of December. It is the in-season tournament takeover of the NBA this week. Chris Haynes and I, we are doing this podcast and watching the last of the four quarterfinals as we speak. It's 63 all Suns Lakers in LA. We already know the other three teams that will be in Las Vegas. The Indiana Pacers will play the Milwaukee Bucks for the East's berth in the IST championship game. It'll either be Pelican Suns or Pelicans Lakers for the West berth in the in-season tournament. Chris Haynes will soon be on his way to Vegas. I will be watching from afar. I could not make the entrepreneurial equations work to get myself to Vegas. So I, like many of you, will be living vicariously through Chris Haynes as he is this league uncuts official and loan IST representative. Chris Haynes, are you ready? for your return to the desert, this time without me, so no live show like we did in July. It's just going to be you holding it down for both of us. You know, it, it will not be the same, I'll say that, Stein, because usually we are we do go to Vegas this time of year, but it's for the G League Showcase, and this is probably the one time on a few occasions that I really get to 
run into you. You know, you're really hard to catch throughout the season unless I end up in Dallas, which I will be in Dallas next week. That's right. De- December 12th. That's right. it, is, it is written in pen in my calendar. Right, that's right. So I'll, I'll see you there. So that would be cool. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this. I'm a, I actually text Adam Silver um, today and I told him, I said, I got to give you your props. This is season tournament. Good idea. Because I was actually excited for the pair of games today. Like, and I, I and that's why I told him, I'm like, I haven't, um, I don't think I've been excited to watch a game like that in December or late November in a long time, probably since I was just probably a, a fan before I was uh, covering the league. So, um, you know, I just think a lot of people feel that way um, about what they're watching right now. And uh, I had to give him his props, man. He, he hit me back. He said he appreciate that, Chris. Uh, but I think every, I think a lot of people like Stein, we didn't know going in. We had no clue. And I'm somebody who doesn't, you know, I, I don't like change often. You know, I like to stick to my routines. And so um, I'm not always the best person to ask about if something should work or not. But this, this sure looked like it's going to work. And just to give people – um, a little background on how this thing is going to play out once once this um, once all four teams are confirmed for Vegas. So December seventh will be the semifinals. So it'll be the four teams playing East and West, and then once they both gets down to two, there will be media day, in season tournament championship media day on the eighth, and it will feature the final two teams. So just like in during the NBA finals, we have media day. It's going to have media day on December the 8th, Friday. Um, and then December 9th is the championship game. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it, Stein. So I wish you were going, buddy. I really do. No, and I do too. And listen, as critical as I've been, I am certainly not yet sending any congratulatory texts or messages <laughs> or emails to the commissioner. But even as critical as I've been about the group stages and the various issues that I've voiced, I too have was looking really, I was looking forward to the knockout round because I was fascinated to see how the teams would treat it. I, I never had doubt. Once we get to Vegas, once there are four teams in Vegas, I have no doubt that people are going to be psyched about that neutral site four teams, two single elimination games, and even in these quarterfinal games, which are not at neutral sites, the crowd in Indiana on Monday night was so hyped. That was as big a game as the Pacers have played in a long, long time. Tyrese Halliburton has talked about how he has never even been on TNT until that game. And now this week, we're going to get to see him on national TV multiple times Halliburton rose to the occasion first career triple double playing while sick you know for New Orleans too same thing Zion Williamson has never played in an NBA playoff game so for for some of these teams this is a huge deal and as like I said as critical as I've been about so much of this to me has not felt like a tournament this week it's finally starting to feel like a tournament. And when the Vegas portion starts, I'm sure it's going to feel like a tournament. And again, along with all the criticisms that I've levied, when the league does good things, I'm going to give them their props. And I have to say 
a couple things that I've really liked this week. The scheduling has been smart to make sure that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, the only games being played on those days will be in-season tournament games. You have the two quarterfinals Monday night. We have two quarterfinals tonight. Thursday's the two semis. Saturday's the championship. If you want to watch NBA games this week on those days, the only thing you can see is the IST, and, and that's really smart. And to go with, you know, to to at least somewhat slightly offset my many, many complaints that this thing, this tournament hasn't been soccer-like enough for me, but one thing the league has done that is very soccer-like, this week they announced, they, they sent out pictures in a, in a long release, you've got the NBA Cup that the championship team will win. They have a trophy for the tournament MVP, but they've also got winner's medals. Every player on the championship team will collect a championship medal, and that is very soccer-like and something that this soccer nerd definitely appreciates. And if we're talking about, you know, I think everybody has an opinion and have suggestions about how we can make things better. I think a couple of them... You know, the, the point differential is kind of debatable if you talk to um, coaches around the league. And I've talked to probably a dozen, and, and they're, it, it varies. You know, the, it, it varies. You know, some are for it, some are against it. Um, some talk about implementing a, you know, a quarter system where the team who's won uh, – the team who's won more quarters uh, are prioritized in the standings. But Stein, what do you think about this? Because I think largely this has probably confused a lot of spectators is the uh, the group play. And what I mean the group play is that, you know, when these games, you know, they're, they're spread out. The in-season tournament, they're, they're, they're spread out. Like, so they'll, they'll play an in-season tournament group game. Then they'll play another one next week or a week and a half later, and people forget like what the what the record is during the season. I mean, during you know during the, the course of the regular season that early on, what is the problem with just doing the in season tournament? Just just take carving out two and a half weeks. Yeah, I hope that that's what I would like to see. That's I mean to me because if. You know, again, and I'm a, I'm a soccer nerd, so I look at this often through a soccer fan's perspective. And if you really want to make it like the FA Cup in England or the League Cup in England, the games in the tournament would be separate from the regular season schedule. I totally understand why the NBA didn't want to do that, especially in year one, because on top of all the logistical challenges, they were worried that teams might not play their main guys if the games are separate. They wanted them to be regular season games that counted twice to incentivize teams to make sure they use their best players because if you lose those games, it can hurt you in the standings as well. But yes, down the road, and I don't know how soon it will be, but I'm hopeful. I I would love, I think the whole thing should be in Vegas, and I think they could do it in less than two weeks realistically, and I think it should be completely single elimination because that's what would really make it different, unique and inject some novelty into this thing. Oh, so you saying so, so you saying screw the group play like screw totally. I, oh. if it was up to, if it was up to me, 
there would be no group play because the group play, it's, it's just, it's not real group play. It's just these four regular season games are going to count twice. I just, to me, it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's not a separate group when college basketball teams play in tournaments before league play, they go to the Maui classic or wherever it is. And they play games that do not count in their conference schedule. But you know, the NBA again, I, and like I said, I understand why the NBA doesn't want to do that. But I think if they, if they went the route, I'm saying, if they just said, you know what, the whole league is going to go to Vegas for a week and a half to two weeks, you know, we'll give the top, we'll give the t- buys to the top four seeds, the other 28 teams go into a hat. Let's just pick it, pick it out of a hat, mix up East and West, and let's really get crazy and play a real tournament. I think we will get more of the excitement that we've seen this week because single elimination to me, that's where the juice is. That's why people are loving this this week because it truly is win or go home in one game, and that's something the NBA is not used to. It's new, and to me, that's where that novelty factor comes in. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I actually like that. I just think that, um, like, even if they do keep the group play, I just think, like, just carve out two weeks. Go ahead and go through your group play schedule. And then from there, get to your knockout rounds. Like, just just keep it focused on the in-season tournament for two weeks. Give the in-season tournament two weeks. Don't put other regular season games in between because people forget. You know, like the broadcast crew, we have to continue to remind people, hey, I know, um, like, a a team might have lost three in a row, right? But we have to remind them, hey, but they're two and oh. In in season tournament games, you know what I mean. Like so, it's like let's just go into in season tournament mode. Stay there for how from beginning to end, so everybody can focus and concentrate on that, and then you give it all the attention you need. But I'm definitely not opposed to you saying just go straight to knockout rounds, inviting all the you know all, inviting all the NBA teams into it. It'll definitely be much, uh, much more appealing. But you know, well, those are look, little small suggestions. Yeah, and. One of the things I'm looking forward to this week when you go to Vegas, and this is, you know, I will, you know, I was joking before, but I really will be living through you in this respect. I mean, I'm really hopeful that you being on the ground and, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of availability with Adam Silver. And I hope something that happens this week is that we get some kind of glimpse of what the league thinks worked well, what the league thinks didn't work so well. Will they reveal in Vegas any of the changes and tweaks that they're likely to implement next season? Because I look, I, you know, they haven't made any kind of formal announcement, but I think we can all say it's been a, enough intrigue just this week has been sparked that they're going to try this again next season. I certainly don't think it's going to be a one and done. I'm sure they're going to want to bring it back and see if they can make it better and and see if they can keep building this thing because ultimately we know they would love to be able to sell the in-season tournament as a separate tv property and you got to do it for more than one year if that's the case
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I spoke with C.J. McCollum of the New Orleans Pelicans. He's also the president of the Players Association. Um, I, I had their game for TNT, the Kings-Pelicans, and we saw that the Pelicans, they advanced. They beat the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento for that. But uh, C.J. said they've already started the process of offering suggestions to the league on how to improve this thing. But he said the players are definitely on board with continuing this on. Pretty much everybody, you know, thinks this 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 is a great idea. And New Orleans, they were they took care of business, but they were ready. You know, they got to Vegas Wednesday, excuse me, Tuesday morning. So they played Monday night, and they left first thing in the morning for Vegas. Like they they were prepared. I was in Stein. I was d- during the um. There was a huddle. There was a timeout in that game, and it was the second half. I can't remember if it was the third quarter or fourth quarter, but. New Orleans had a pretty nice lead, and um, Alvarado is talking, you know, pumping his teammates up and motivating everybody, and he was like, come on, we're, we're this much closer to, for, to, to get on that bus for, for Vegas. So, uh, you know, it's just like guys are, you know, this they're, they're motivated about, about this, and, you know, Las Vegas is definitely an attraction that appeals to a, a large mass of individuals, including NBA players. So 
you know, it's, it's, it's so far so good. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about that because, as you said, you had uh, Monday night's game. New Orleans goes into Sacramento and beats the Kings for the third time this season. Pell's 3-0 and against Sacramento. And, I mean, that was a big opportunity for both teams because we all remember last season was you know, Sacramento finished third in the West, but that was their first trip to the playoffs in 17 years after a league record, an unwanted league record, 16 consecutive seasons out of the playoffs. So the Pelicans, Zion Williamson has yet to play in a playoff game. The Kings have no recent playoff success to speak of. So there was a lot on the line for both teams. And also in the middle of all that, I saw you on TV reporting about the De'Aaron Fox contract situation so maybe you can expound for us now and give us a little uh give us give us a little on tv you have to kind of rush through it in a minute or two maybe you can take a little more time here and and walk us through what's going on with De'Aaron Fox and the Kings attempts to re-sign him yeah so I I reported during the game and this was never reported before but uh you know sources have told me that De'Aaron Fox was presented with an extension prior to this season started starting. And we all know he's represented by Rich Paul, who's the CEO of Clutch Sports, but they were presented a two-year, $105 million extension that uh, Fox and, and Rich turned down. And uh, I, let me just say this. I remember, this was a few years ago, I remember when, when Rich Paul signed De'Aaron uh, De'Aaron had let go of his longtime agent and hired Rich. The I think the the immediate response I would say I think a lot of people thought that uh oh this is another Anthony Davis situation hiring Rich Paul to try to get De'Aaron out of Sacramento and this was before again this was before Sacramento took off probably a year before Sacramento took off and have you know have become the team that they are now. And so now you see it's a situation where De'Aaron like really loves it in Sacramento. Really 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 loves it. And you know Sacramento I think they were kind of still trying to figure out what what De'Aaron's ceiling was in this league. And then you see what De'Aaron he did last season, you see that he's stepped it up this year averaging 30 a game and Sacramento Kings are still uh clicking. And so uh they want this to be a long-term term partnership, Sacramento Kings and Fox. So they're they're in agreement on that. And I wanted to, and Stein, you're you're so accurate on, you know, on TV. You say one or two minutes, no, more like 30 seconds. You got about 30, 30, 40 seconds to try to make your point. And, you know, sometimes you leave stuff out, you be like, dang, damn, I want to tuck, you know, I want to there's more context I could have added. But I wanted to clarify on air that. That that was the most that the Kings could extend De'Aaron was a two-year, $105 million. And from what I was told, the Kings offered that because, you know, that's all they could. But they understood that De'Aaron likely wouldn't uh, accept that, and that was fine. And so De'Aaron is holding out for the chance that he can become eligible for a Supermax. And from what I was told, his Supermax was, the, you know, the, these numbers are 
ballpark as of right now. So it's still still some things we have they have to clear, but he can command around a four year, two hundred and forty five million dollar uh, supermax extension. So uh, the Kings understand Fox wants to be in Sacramento long term. They want him there long term. But that was just um just think about that, Stein. Guys, you know, this is just a different league now. The money is different. You think about guys turning down two years, 105 million. That's what 52, 53 million a, a season, man. That's that's crazy money right there. But you know, you got to think about the long term plan and, and and what you can have for you know, double the years, if so. And you can understand why De'Aaron Fox would take this position because, as you said, the Kings, the most they can offer as we speak, two years in the ballpark of 100 million, maybe it's a little bit north of 100 million, maybe it's a little bit south, but basically it's just two years, 100-ish million is the most Sacramento can offer. Now, if De'Aaron Fox makes another all-NBA team after this season, and remember, he made an all-NBA team last season, if De'Aaron Fox can do that again, now he becomes eligible for that four-year mega deal you were describing that's worth almost $250 million. So it's the sensible move for the Kings to make that offer now and also the sensible move for Fox to hold off on it. And, uh, you know, maybe All-NBA is not his only aim because – your guy, Mike Brown, man. How many press conferences already have we heard Mike Brown campaigning for De'Aaron Fox already. To, win the MVP, <laughs> to win MVP honors? Already. Winning MVP honors or defensive player of the year would also get it done for De'Aaron Fox. But I think the more realistic aim would certainly be making an all-NBA team for the second straight season. That would do it. And... I think you what did come across in your report on TV, you made it clear. Both the Kings and De'Aaron Fox, they wanted they want a long-term relationship together. Yes, and the earliest, if he is able to get all NBA or MVP or defense player of the year, the earliest he will be able to sign his super max extension will be July 8th of 2024. So that's the long play, that's the long game right there. And, uh, again, Sacramento, they're balling. De'Aaron Fox is balling. I don't see if they if they have – if they continue as is right now, continue on this trajectory, De'Aaron Fox will definitely make All-NBA again. Yeah, he's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say that ain't happening. What about but MVP, Stein? All-NBA, he's got a great chance. And what MVP, about MVP? Uh, Sacramento's going to have to win 50-plus games, I think, for him to get in that conversation. But like I said, uh, that's, that's Mike Brown Mike Brown is uh, he puts that in the ether every week. So he is <laughs> he is a very loud campaign manager it's for De'Aaron Fox. Reach. It's within reach. Um, yeah, so back to the present. Again, as we said, we're taping this in the midst of Lakers' sons fourth quarter there that's been a tight game all night to see who claims this last in-season tournament berth but you know I will be jealous of you in Vegas because there is going to be a lot going on Indiana Milwaukee Mm. that's one of Thursday's games now Mm. Milwaukee beats the Knicks Milwaukee scores 146 
on the Knicks. The Knicks came into that game with a fifth-ranked defense. Very impressive showing. But the cynic, the skeptic within me is going to ask, what kind of crowd are we going to get in Vegas for Pacers-Bucks? Had that been Pacers-Knicks, I mean, there are Vegas is a Laker town, but there are a lot of Knicks fans in Vegas as well. Are we going to see Pacers fans and Bucks fans traveling to Vegas on short notice? That is one of the really intriguing questions to me here this week. What kind of turnout are we going to get from the local fans in Vegas? And how excited are the locals going to be about a Pacers-Bucks showdown for a spot in the in-season tournament final. So that is something I will be texting you throughout that game to get to get some crowd flavor. Stye, so you bring that up. You pose that question. Did you see our good friend Nick Friedle's tweet today? I did. Uh-huh. So Nick, let me pull let me pull up Nick Friedle's tweet. Just just a moment. Bear with me, please. I found it. Nick Friedle's tweet today. He tweeted this before the Pacers, excuse me, he tweeted this before the Bucks and Knicks played. He said, I quote, the NBA has got to be absolutely praying the Lakers and Knicks win tonight. Who is going to watch, let alone pay, to see the Pacers and Bucks play at 2 p.m. Pacific time on a Thursday afternoon in Vegas? And, you know, I, you know, I tend to scroll on Twitter to kind of get the reaction uh, of, of some fans and what they're saying the majority of them are saying they got pretty similar tweets saying so you mean that people wouldn't want to go see Giannis Dame Halliburton and they would rather see Julius Randle play in Las Vegas so that's pretty much that that was pretty much the response from a lot of people right there I would tend to believe that Vegas knew that the in-season tournament was coming. You know, you still have great stars. I I don't know necessarily that people in Vegas want to see the Knicks at Lakers. Uh, I think the Lakers being there is important because it is a Lakers town. But I don't know that necessarily a Lakers-Knicks would be a big draw. Well, I would uh, say, look, I do, I do think there are tons of Knicks fans in Vegas, tons of displaced New Yorkers. But I would also say this. As Vegas has shown summer after summer after summer with the huge crowds we see at Summer League, there are a lot of NBA fans in Vegas. And if it was me and I was a Vegas resident to see a game with stakes, you know, all the games in Vegas are always Summer League games or USAB exhibitions or preseason games. I mean, this is this is a real game. A real game is not played in Vegas too often. So yeah, with Giannis and Dame and Halliburton and real stakes, to me, the gym should be full. But I also think it's fair, it's a fair question. It's fair to wonder because again, from if you if you are a Bucks fan or a Pacers fan, how easy is it to just wing your way to Vegas on a Thursday on short notice? I don't know that it's that easy. So I don't know how many fans from those cities will be traveling. But I would like to think that the game can, you know, it's three games in Vegas. I would like to think that that's a pretty decent ticket, a, 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 a ticket in pretty decent demand. 
I, I'm not even thinking about fans of teams following them to Vegas. I'm just thinking more so Vegas. Vegas is a basketball town. It is a really good sports town. And it's it's a Lakers town as well. And so, if the, especially if the Lakers make it, the draw is already going to be there. But I still think uh, there's enough star attraction uh, for Vegas, Vegas residents to pack that arena out. And then it's an extra bonus if um, if the fans of teams travel. You're always dialed into the Bucks. How do you think they're looking at this? We know the Pacers are psyched. We know this is a big moment. Halliburton is Miles Turner, Rick Carlisle. These guys have all talked about what a great opportunity the opportunity this is because let's face it. I mean, no one's picking Indiana to win a championship this season. The Pacers have been fantastic in the IST. They're five and O in tournament play, but they're just five and eight in all other games. So the Pacers have definitely played their best in the tournament. I mean, but the Bucks, Bucks have to be feeling great again to almost put up 150 tonight on the on the defense first Knicks, the number five defense in the league. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, they, they're pumped up. They're motivated. I spoke to Dame a little bit after the game. and You know, they, they're ready to go in there and win this thing. Um, but Dame did say, you know, he he, had, he spoke at um, – he spoke after the game. It's post-game presser. He was asked about, like, would this have any carryover to try to help and propel them to just finding a, a new identity and, and reaching a new level – to that that will prepare them for the playoffs. And he said he doesn't think 
you know, even winning the end season tournament would have any carryover. He said, because this is too far. I agree. It's too, it's too far yeah, away. It's too far. That's exactly what he said. He said it's December. Yeah, I don't think that's going to play a part in what's going to happen in May or June. And so, uh, but the competitor, the competitor in him and the team and all these teams that that make it to Vegas, you know, they want to win. They're going out there. They're they're excited. They want to win, and uh, that's that's what I'm most impressed by, Stein with this in-season tournament is that there's passion in November and December. And you you can't, you couldn't honestly say that was the case in years prior because, again, the knock on the league has been the NBA season doesn't get started until after All-Star break. And so we're, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing this thing just revived here, and I, and I love it. And so that's why I'm, like, I'm pumped, I'm motivated to uh, – for being out there and and checking this thing out and it's and it's new it's fresh and new and you know the players and they, and they're getting paid to go as well they're getting a little extra bonus so so far so good yeah you know player buy in has not been an issue i think the players have embraced this thing more than i thought they would there's been no shortage of guys who have let it be known that the 500,000 that will go to every member of the team that wins this thing. Even the guys making really good money want that money. Even LeBron James, he wants that 500K. He's making, you know, he's he's not on a minimum deal, but he wants that money. And uh, as we speak, LeBron just put the Lakers up five here with two minutes and change to go. And uh, LeBron trying to drive the Lakers to uh, to a win over the Suns and put L.A., into the IST semis as the last team to advance. Um, but it's really the, the bigger questions will be how much does, how much does this mean to fan bases? Whoever wins? Well, I am curious though, like, you know, how, how will, t- you know, whoever wins this thing, how will they celebrate? How will their fans celebrate? Are they going to raise a banner if they win the first IST? Like just how, how robust the celebrating will be for whoever wins this thing. And we're now just a couple days away from getting, getting some of those answers. That's a good question. I never thought about that banners. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Look, I, I fully expect the banner. I don't expect a parade, but you know, so the Lakers, the Lakers and the Celtics, their rich, their rich history. That they all they all they want are championships. You really think they'll include? Banners? Yeah, you know, it, I guess you know, I guess it does depend on the franchise because those teams are you know the late you know there are some teams that will hang a banner if they win a division or I win can't the conference stand. Stein, championship. It gets on my nerves, Stein. It gets on my nerves when I see the. But that's exactly. Banners. But that's exactly why your pal Adam Silver wants this thing. Well. The, the biggest reason is because he wants to create something that they can sell as a separate a separate menu of games to TV partners. But his whole thing has been to try to give NBA teams, like soccer teams abroad, the chance to compete for something else. So the Larry O'Brien isn't the only prize that everybody's chasing. So I, I would think many more teams than not, if they win the IST, are hanging a banner. I honestly do think the IST is is here to stay. 
I'm not a po a banner. Can they do something else to acknowledge? Like I don't know. Uh, banners. Uh, I'm just not fit. Like I'm thinking about the Indiana Pacers if they win the IST. They'll probably put a banner up for sure. They'll the put New a Orleans up. Pelicans if they win the tournament. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not, you know, Stein. I'm still not into the uh, participation awards, and I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm not saying the the, uh, the IST Cup Championship, whatever it is, is not banner worthy. But you know, I I I just hold in high regard uh, of a Larry O'Brien Trophy. I just hold that in high regard, and I just, you know, hey. Whatever. Again. No, and look, and that's and that's you know, that's Wow, this game one of Stein, this game, look at this game, Stein. Phoenix Lakers. Both these teams want this bad. Like they they, Lakers are up one, twenty seconds left. Yeah. I mean Austin Reeves. Oh, big three by Austin Reeves. Puts them up four with fifteen seconds left. All right. Well, producer Ryan much to our dismay, muted our microphones there. Chris and I were going to do an absolute live watch-along, play-by-play extravaganza for the last two minutes until producer Ryan broke the rule book out and informed us that we'd probably get in trouble if we went that route. So we watched the ending together, but you didn't get to hear, you won't get to hear our attempts at play-by-play. And let's just, man, man, that is uh, the Lakers... Hold on for a 106-103 win, but a very controversial and sure to be hotly disputed call on the morning after the Lakers able to call a late timeout when, man, it sure did not look like they had possession of the ball. So yeah, uh, that's tough. The league is uh the league will be hearing about it for sure with the Lakers advancing in Maybe they get the Laker press corp can get um what do you have to do to initiate the talk pool to the reporter. ref? Yeah, that's right. Pool reporter. Maybe by the time this podcast out, we'll get a pool reporter explanation for why yeah. the Lakers were able to call a timeout there. And don't want to take anything away from how well LeBron James and Anthony Davis played. They were quite a duo in this one. LeBron, 15 of his 31 in the fourth quarter. Huge three-pointer. From Austin Reeves, Lakers escape. Lakers get that last berth in Vegas. So That's it's big. Pelicans, Lakers, Pacers, Bucks. Lakers getting in is big. That's big. That that helps. Like if there was one team the league would want in Vegas, the Lakers are. Which, which is exactly why they ain't going to hear the last about this timeout call. Yeah. The Suns would have, the Suns were still down too, but yeah, you have not heard the last about that one. Yeah, it's tough, but no, this, this is it. This is it. Final four. It's set. It's set, Stein. Stein, you still got time, man. What's what's today? Today is the fifth. You still have time to make arrangements to be in Vegas. That's that's a, that's a nice easy flight, Stein. Nice easy flight, but for reasons I'm gonna keep to myself. Okay. I'm sadly not going to make it. But like I said, you are representing me and all our listeners. You are this league uncuts official Vegas representative correspondent. And I cannot wait to see. Can't wait to get the in-game text. Can't wait to hear all the things you're hearing. 
And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Can the Lakers, it, Vegas is a Lakers town. Can the Lakers take advantage of that late fortuitous whistle to go on and win this thing? and give LeBron James a trophy that Michael Jordan will never win? Or are we going to get some crazy surprise? So is it going to be Lakers-Bucks in the finals? Are we going to get Pacers-Pelicans? Are we going to get a Pacers-Pelicans final that no one saw coming? All kinds of possibilities. And Chris Haynes will come back with all kinds of stories to tell us. We will actually, somehow we're going to find a way to do a pod while you're in Vegas to get some of the local flavor, hopefully before Saturday's championship game. So stay tuned for that. Safe travels out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. I'll have I'll have a bodyguard with me. Really? Yes, wifey. <laughs> so Ties I'm, and I'm... losses. <laughs> Ties and losses. <laughs> All right, that will do it for this edition of This League Uncut. Please remember, as always, if you haven't already, rate review and subscribe to the show and chris and i will be back with you very very soon thanks everybody for listening and that'll do it for us see you next time this league uncut is an iHeartRadio production boom shakalaka chris haynes and mark stein At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.